And I think that was like the biggest part is like learning that allowing myself to lean into that pain and heal from all of the past stuff and still work through it today, but, you know, kind of go through that and realize my pain does not define me anymore. It never did. Hello, my gorgeous, confident queens, kings, and monarchs out there. This is your confident mama out here ready for season two of getting to share some incredible interviews to help us all live our best, most confident lives as parents, partners, and business owners. Let's get going. Hey, Lauren. We are so excited to have you here today. Do you want to just start out by introducing yourself and a little bit about you? I, uh, my name is Lauren, and um, right now I live in the Pacific Northwest in Oregon. I recently just graduated aesthetics program at our local beauty school and have become a licensed esthetician. Um, So I'm going to be doing a lot of skincare and waxing and makeup and, you know, all that fun stuff to make you feel beautiful. And at a salon here soon is like such a dream it's very surreal and it's a lot of money so if you are considering it definitely look into that part but um you know getting to be able to make people feel great about themselves and is fun i have a little four-year-old who wants to come and she tells me, I want to do waxing. Can I come and take strips off people? She gets to see me doing it at home. Cause, I mean, when I learned how I made all of my family and friends that are here, I was like, all right, I don't care what we're waxing today, but I'm ripping your hair out. And so she's been watching me and wanting to do it. It's really funny. So um, I, you and I know each other from school. Uh, we grew up together. And we were cheerleaders together and all that fun, fancy, schmancy stuff. <laughs> we were co-captains together on the cheerleading team. Which I miss so much. I miss being able to do all that. I can't do any of that anymore. So Robbie, uh, my husband, is fiance. We've been together for so long, it doesn't matter anymore. Basically. Um, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> he uh, knows Chris. So Chris is the owner of the salon, and that's actually one of his brothers. So he reached out to me when he found out I was going to school and was like, I'm buying a salon. Do you want to be a part of it? And it was just really cool to have that opportunity. And I have been like decorating and getting all ready. I'm so excited. And I've just been really, really ready to start. It's been a long time coming. So it's been really cool. I know. It's totally up your alley. Like, I'm so glad to see you doing it. Because, like, you have honestly been obsessed with, like, hair and makeup and all of that stuff since we were teenagers. So, like, I love being able to see you do that and do so well at it. Thank you. I, you know... I have too many people I know that like to do hair and I'll leave that to them. So I don't know how to do hair. I just kind of go and say, hey, make it blue because that's what we're doing these days. Um, but it looks so good. Me too. It is so fun. And if you ever feel like you need to dye your hair a fun color, I totally recommend it. It's just, it's so cool. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, yeah, I just wanted to do something that I'm pretty used to doing honestly like the skincare is just not something that's not new to me so um that's kind of why I was like hmm okay let's 
let's take what I have to do every day and like actually incorporate it into some life stuff. And let me see what I can do for other people because obviously that's where we're at. Right. And it totally makes sense because like you have had to deal with like your skin forever and like have like learned how to take care of it. And I'm sure that like translates into helping other people take care of theirs too. Yeah, you know, a lot of people obviously don't know like the logistics of like my skin stuff. Um, but it's really cool to be very relatable because people are like, oh, like what if this person doesn't know what they're talking about? And it's like, no, I like literally know all the ins and outs of skincare. And I mean, I had to learn a lot when I was in school because I didn't know all these different things uh, like related to the skin and what, what you know, combinations of things to make it, um, you know, less oily or, or what the difference between dry and dehydrated skin was. So, I mean, it was really cool to kind of learn all those things as well, even though I have a huge background in knowing kind of what my skin is like and what skin is like. So it's been really cool to kind of also learn that along the way to be able to provide that, you know, service and that um, due diligence to the people who are coming to see me. That is so cool. Yeah, I definitely think, and that's like one of my favorite things is like figuring out a way that like we can parent our own like personal like struggles or, you know, something that like we've dealt with ourselves and like actually turn it into a profitable business of some sort, which is exactly what you're doing. You're just taking your life experience and turning it into a business to help other people, which is so cool. It is really cool. And you know, I think I found my love and I love waxing. It's like my favorite thing to do. I'm fast and it's just honestly like just knowing that I'm not the one in pain right now is <laughs> slightly gratifying. It's just funny and it's silly, but I absolutely I love it. It's just so fun. And you know, it's taken me a long time to find something I really liked and I was really good at. I mean, I was, you know, we were cheerleaders. So mm-hmm. that was something I was really good at and I miss it. And I, I miss knowing, oh my gosh, I, I can do that. I'm good at it. And I haven't had that in a really long time. Um, and so finding this and just really thriving and excited to learn about it and excited to get through it and be a part of that in the workforce has been really, really cool. Well, and it changes your, your whole life when you find that like one thing again, that like you really love and are super passionate about, like you can see it play off in the different areas of your life too. It doesn't just impact your work. I mean, I would have never thought that I would be on your podcast and that's pretty cool. Like it's, you know, I I don't think about those things, but you know, I was featured, um, 2020 was right when COVID started. Um, on hashtag our stories because they were doing you know this thing about my skin and about the disorder I have so it was really cool to kind of you know start expanding that education that way um and just showing people hey like this is where we're starting and this is where you know people with my stuff don't usually get into the beauty industry because they don't want to um it's it's kind of scary and it's it's been scary for me too but it's been really cool to kind of break down that barrier and just learn and figure out the, the steps along the way. Yeah, that is so cool. So um, for those who don't know you, obviously like I've grown up with you, so I know <laughs> kind of everything that's going on, but so what is your skin condition and like kind of how does it show up? And I know you've done like, you did the our stories and then before that, right before that, I think you did like the uh, like research 
like around your stuff, didn't you? You were a part of that kind of- Yeah, I was a part of a medical trial um, with a, a topical retinoid to see, they were using it to test to see kind of like how the turnover would be. So for those who don't know me, <laughs> I have a skin, a very rare skin disorder um, called lamellar ichthyosis. It is definitely a mouthful. Um, the, the wording behind it is kind it comes from like the Greek word fish. So it's kind it relates to fish scales because that is a lot of the, the big characteristic of people with, uh, LI have, um, scales. So scaling on, for me, it's on my legs and my arms. Uh, if I don't take care of my skin as well as I should, my mother would like to differ on all of that. So, um, <laughs> the way that it, it, it's just a connect, connected tissue disorder. So there's a mutation in the genes um, that don't allow it to break down. So in the very top layer, they, the skin doesn't break down normally, like somebody with um, quote unquote normal skin would have. So a lot of the times when babies are born, um, they have a really hard time moving and uh, just because the skin is so tight and rough. Um, a lot of people with this also have this condition on top of the skin condition called ectropion. And that is where the skin is pulling the eyes on the face like really, really tight. So like sometimes the eyelids flip and you can't close your eyes all the way. Mm -hmm. I have a very, very mild case of that. I just sleep with my eyes open. That's about it. Um, yeah, it's fun. It's fun to wake <laughs> up and your eyes are dry. It's great. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you know, friends from school and, and throughout life have always giggled at me when I'm at sleepovers because they're like, oh my God, you're sleeping with your eyes open. That's weird. And I'm like, I can't help it. Like, that's fine. <laughs> so for me, like this, sh it shows up very different in like um, most people, but it's very similar in its own ways. Um, a lot of times the skin color is more of a red tone. And um, what are all the things? Um, red skin and it sheds a lot um the moisture just doesn't get held in there because of the enzymes that it's lacking and it just it soaks it in and it's like mm, we want more so that's kind of where that goes so a lot of shedding um flaking i easiest way to say it is i, I look sunburned a lot of the time and i've you know been outside questions multiple times in my life um so for me i have no way to sweat so i overheat really really fast and that made it really hard to school doing sports, but it was a lot of fun. I don't worry about it anymore. But um, it, it makes it hard for, for me, it makes it hard to hear because the skin buildup on the ear canals is kind of hard to manage because you don't want to wreck your eardrums, but you also like to hear stuff. So I find myself saying, huh, what? What'd you say <laughs> to my kids a lot? It's really rough. Um, but so that's kind of like the big parts of it. Um, just those, that scaling and thick skin. It's just, it's kind of all, it's different on each part of the body too. So like my skin on my face is a lot more sensitive than the skin on my feet, which is thick and cracks a lot. So there's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely uh, interesting. Like I obviously grew up with you and it definitely is different like across different parts of your bodies like so like your hands the texture of your hands is definitely different than like the texture on your face and stuff but like I feel like um you have done such a good job of like 
helping other people understand like your condition and like really promoting it so that other people can learn because like you said it's rare and growing up like I was around for all those questions of whether you were just sunburned or not <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> so. luckily since I moved I honestly don't get that question very often anymore which is cool because I mean the weather out here is so different but um I also that's the one good thing from COVID are the masks because people don't ask me if my face is red anymore. So that's been really cool <laughs> for me. Um, but I found that I had to, you know, when, when I was a teenager and a kid, it was really hard when I moved to Evanston. It was very difficult because people were not nice. They are not there. I did not grow up with that level of misunderstanding and the best way I can kind of describe it is like clicky. It's very clicky in that town. I I love my family. It's still there and some friends who are still there, but that was really hard and people did not choose to learn that. They would not listen to that, um, making it very, very difficult for, for me a lot of the time in school because people were not, not kind and they weren't, they wouldn't sit and listen. And maybe that's just a kid thing. Like, honestly, that probably is. And it took a long time to realize, okay, I'm not what these people are saying. And um, I've been able to kind of grow and share that with people because, you know, there were a lot of times I did not feel worthy of living and I didn't feel worthy of a lot of things because people were so negative and so awful. So I feel like if I can help somebody in my situation as an adult with, you know, fancy blue hair and bright big eyelashes, and just kind of talking about, hey, you know what? I got this thing and we're gonna get through it. And this is how you do it. And this is, you know, you don't let anybody tell you anything different and like share that information for people because people will listen if you keep advocating and keep talking about it. And, you know, my mom is somebody who's like, you always heal from telling your stories. So I, I tell my story a lot because there is a lot of like trauma and, and um, PTSD and stuff that I do have to heal from because it was very hard. Yeah. How would you say that it like really impacted your confidence? And like, obviously I've seen you grow from that teenage kid and especially middle school. Middle school was rough for both of us, but <laughs> um, you know, like I've seen you grow from there and like your confidence is like amazing now. So like, how do you feel like you've gone through that progression of like learning to like accept yourself and like love yourself? super cheesy <laughs> but a lot of that started when I found out I was having a baby girl and that was like a really like eye-opening moment for me when I like really found out oh my gosh I'm bringing a girl into this world and at this this does not just pertain to girls but um for me I was like you know as a kid we all hear our parents talk about things that they don't like about themselves and then you know you don't think anything of it but then you and you know somebody who has a disorder like I do I would see myself and I like people would just keep like talking and talking and talking and saying really nasty things and I had a really hard time being like oh no whatever I'm awesome it's fine but it was really like for me I was like no I will not let my daughter hear me talk about my skin I will not let her hear me talk negative about myself that is not okay for me to show her that's okay for her life because because at that time we we thought she didn't have it 
but it was always a, a fear of mine to bring a baby into this world who would have to go through a lot of the hardships that I did. Luckily, she's gorgeous and does not have to deal with that. She just asks me questions and it's fine. But um, that she was like a big thing for me. <laughs> she is literally me. It's not even funny. It's, it's hard. I hope she has your attitude. <laughs> I, on days really hate that she does because it's very hard <laughs> to manage and I'm like oh my god mom I'm so sorry this is probably really hard for you <laughs> and her dad is very like he's got a big personality too so she's just kind of this mixing pot of wild and funny <laughs> but so like a lot of times um I was thinking about it and I was like all right I gotta start practicing now and there are times I absolutely do still feel like oh my goodness my skin looks awful today I need to I don't feel good looking at myself today but I never say it out loud because you know no matter how often we are like no I am great I'm awesome I look beautiful we're all gonna have those those thoughts and those feelings and it's totally normal um it just depends on how you act on it and so for me I really was like no all right I need to just nip this in the bud right now we are going to not say those things. And I find myself still doing it, like, especially on pictures. I'm like, oh my gosh, why? <laughs> but, um, you know, it's taken a long time for me to feel okay in it. And so when I finally had Charlotte, I was like, all right, this is my kid. And you know what? She is going to be on me all the time. My skin's going to be on her. And I, I would have conversations with family and be like, what do I say to her? Like when she starts asking, when she's old enough to start asking. And um, we're just kind of like, oh, it's just a little bit of love just everywhere. It's <laughs> a little bit of love on her everywhere. And so that helped me like really get through that part because it was really hard. It was very scary for me. Um, and then, you know, growing and getting with her getting bigger, I was just like, all right, we're just going to keep going with the, you know, I'm beautiful. And we talk about, um, what we like about each other and we talk about what we like about ourselves a lot and I didn't start getting into makeup all really until I moved out to the northwest the pacific northwest in 2016 um, so then I started being able to find products that I had more access to because I love Wyoming very very dear to me but there is not a lot out there to kind of like go through and like try so there were all these different the weather's different here it's it's currently raining so it's always raining so it was really cool to you know see how my skin would adjust to that and I would find things that would help which also boosted that oh I just need to find the right products and then I'm gonna look awesome um so she's asked questions obviously and I've been able to confidently tell her like no that's just how I was born this is how I was made people who are different and that's okay and then when I got that opportunity to do that medical trial I we we thought it was fake at, the, at first because this lady just sent me a message on Facebook. She's oh, like, weird. it was so, oh my gosh, I tease her all the time because she's like, I was like, who sends a message to somebody on Facebook saying, hey, do you have LI? Like, I was like, dude, who are you? And so it was absolutely eye-changing. I grew a lot in that trip, those trips, because I would have to fly from Oregon to Indiana um, monthly, if not twice a month. And I would stay there while they did like blood tests and they would check my skin and I would have to sit there um, you know, in my underwear while they just kind of looked from over me from head to toe. And that one in itself was very scary. And it was very like, Oh my gosh, I don't want to have people staring at me. I don't want people looking at me like that. 
And I had to like really understand like, no, these people are real. They're going to help me. We're going to figure this out. Like they're there to help and do this. And I got really confident and really comfortable being able to talk about my skin over and over again, every single time I went. And it was really cool to be like, okay, like this topical lotion is insane and it works. And there are these side effects that are, I would rather take over being, you know, people being this way or whatever. And so growing that way was insane. Just really cool confidence boost to be like, I had never felt this cool. And I actually, during that, uh, during that trip, I met people with melarthiosis for the very first time. And I think one of the most key moments for me was the first time I met somebody, I shook her hand, my hand, didn't, our hands didn't feel different. It didn't feel different to me. It was very similar, very familiar, very emotional, but very healing. And I think that was like the biggest part is like learning that allowing myself to lean into that pain and heal from all of the past stuff and still work through it today, but, you know, kind of go through that and realize my skin does not define me anymore. It never did. And I did all these things in my life. I mean, cheerleading, I and you know, have a beautiful daughter. I've lived across the country, I've traveled the world, and now I'm here and doing, you know, beauty stuff, which a lot of people wouldn't do, but it's just so fun. And you know, honestly, like that was like the biggest confidence boost is to be like, I can do makeup and I can feel good about myself, and that's okay. Like it's okay. You know, uh, what other people say does not really matter anymore. I think that was a cool part for me. I love that so much. And I think it's so true. And like a lot of times, like we forget as parents that our kids are listening to every single thing that we say, whether it's directly to them or to somebody around us or, you know, to ourselves even. So we need to watch like what we're saying about ourselves and what we're saying about other people too. Because a lot of the, the time, like those kids that are so mean and so hateful, usually that comes from the parents being that oh. way too <laughs> yeah oh man I have I know <laughs> it's funny kind of when I think about school and you know being a teenager I can remember all the names of the people who were awful and that really sucks because I really hope that they're and like and this is me like I hope that they're doing great in their lives and it was really cool actually after I did the hashtag our stories on snapchat and whatever mm-hmm. I got some messages from people we went to school with and they were like I'm so sorry if I ever made you feel this way. And it was really cool to be like, wow, like you actually listen and care. Like, and you recognize that you were probably not doing the best you could at that moment. And, you know, that's kind of what I'm striving to be as a parent for Charlotte is to be like, hey, like, we're not going to treat people awful. Like, we can have our own opinions. That's okay. Like, we're all going to feel that way but you don't need to make somebody feel bad because they look different because, you know, I had, I remember having friends in junior high and high school who told me they pitied me. That's why they were my friend. And it was really hard. It was very hard. I was just, I was just not worthy enough to have regular friends. I had to be teased and bullied so much that I had to be given a chance to be a friend. And you know, that or what? that was hard. That was really hard. And so like, for me for right now, I'm just like, no, like we are going to keep moving forward and we're going to allow ourselves to feel bad. And we're allowed, we're allowing ourselves to feel worthy and loved. And I teach that to Charlotte every day to be like, no, you good. But you know, her four-year-old fancy brain, like to have dance parties in our living room. <laughs> she will tell me, 
I'll be in like my sweats or something, my hair up, and she'll be like, Mom, you are not like go put on a fancy dress. And I'm like, excuse me, ma'am, I look beautiful every day. And she goes, but you don't right now. And I'm like, I do. I you just want me to be fancy. And she goes, Oh yes, go be fancy. Go put on a fancy dress. So it's also, <laughs> you know, like teaching those like words instead of just being like, no, I don't look beautiful. No, I don't. I'm not wearing a red sparkly dress right now. I'm not looking fancy enough for your dance party. And I think that's a big key is to remember words and choosing different words for yourself and for others is really good. Oh, I love that so much. Yes, I 100% agree. And um, I think it's like super interesting that you like talk about that because last last week I was just talking with my four-year-old which is funny that our kids are the same age but um because we're almost the same age we're like a week apart about a week apart I think yeah <laughs> and then our kids are pretty close in age so that's funny but um so my son last week like came home and said something about him needing to go on a diet and I was like whoa 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 <laughs> like back it up here for a second we don't talk about diets at my house ever like I don't subscribe to toxic diet culture in any way whatsoever like I work out every day but like I eat what I want and you know like we don't do that so I was like where is this coming from like where are you hearing this and he was like yeah I need to go on a diet so I don't get fat and so I don't die and I was like okay nope we're stopping this right here because I will not let you at four years old decide that you need to go on a diet so that you're not fat like and the problem is like we can only control so much at home we can't control like the people that are around them or at daycare or whatever so we have so much teaching to be done in our homes before they're going out into the world which is so hard it's so hard because you know it is 2022 because when we were like little kids social media, YouTube, none of that existed. And I find that right now uh, with Charlotte, it's really hard because, you know, we're two when COVID started. So we utilized an iPad a lot to be like, okay, well, we can't go to the parks. The parks are actually closed. Like they had them like taped off. We couldn't go do anything. We stayed home and we did a lot of you know, dance parties and play, but it was also like, okay, I need a, I need a brain break. Like, okay, here's the iPad. Just go ahead and watch somebody on YouTube. And I'm finding now, like, she'll be watching these weird things. And I'm just like, no, we're not gonna, we, we're all beautiful. It doesn't matter if somebody's rich or poor or whatever. And, and it doesn't, you know, that does not define somebody. And, you know, she does that to the, I don't look pretty enough. I'm not beautiful. And I'm like, oh girl, shut <laughs> like, I love you but stop and you know because you hear all these adults being like wow like your kid is beautiful or your kid is smart and funny and they're just I don't know where they're hearing it and so you know luckily we're able to you know maneuver those words and be like you're just not wearing a fancy fluffy dress right now like but you're always beautiful your hair is always beautiful your eyes are always like this and it's just you know like building that confidence starts very early and um, my mom did a, a good job, but my mom, you know, also, I don't think was, <laughs> I don't think was expecting to have a child with medical issues like I do. Um, and so I know that that was really hard for her and very difficult. And so when I be, found out I was going to become a parent, I was very much like, okay, 
no, we're going to start this right now. We're going to, even as she is an infant laying here, I'm going to tell her she's beautiful and smart every day because that's where this starts so that when she does get to an age where, you know, people's words are influential, uh, people will be like, okay, say what you want. But I know in my heart that I'm good and I'm, I'm where I need to be. And, you know, I'm very grateful that her dad helps with that a lot. Um, I wish that my family would have been able to do that more. Um, but, you know, it's, it was just them trying to learn too. And we're all trying to learn every single day. And you don't think about it until after the fact. And that's okay. And that's why I'm such a big advocate right now is because I, you know, I want families with people who are quote unquote different to be able to understand like, it's okay to have those days and it's okay to have better days, but it's all, you know, it's never okay to make yourself feel like you're not worth it because you always are. Everybody's worth it. And everybody is, you know, okay to feel that way about themselves and don't let those other people just talk, 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 talk. So at the end of the day, when you grow up, you may remember the names of some people, but, and what they said, but that won't have as big as a, of an effect on you anymore because of what you're going to do with your life. I love that so much. So for, I mean, obviously you just brought up some of the things that like maybe family members or something can do for those in their family that may be quote unquote different. What are some other things that like maybe those outside of like the families can do to support others with so hard. <laughs> it's a hard question because what I want to say is everybody just learn how to be nice and kind. Um, so I think that a lot of things, like for me, I needed from friends um, were actual, like actual people, <laughs> like not this, I pity you in your conditions i'm just gonna be your friend like people are people we all you know at the end of the day you take our skin off we're all the same we have and innards and stuff like that so you know <laughs> like we're all gonna be the same um i think for, for me like my family they they did their best and they tried and it was really hard on them <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm getting over a cold. No COVID in this, but we're getting over a cold. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, you know, they tried, but they didn't have those tools. They didn't have that education. They didn't have those people. They could go, you know, message or text or watch, you know, like on a YouTube or anything to kind of help them understand, like, this is where we're at. And this is where I feel this way. And a lot of times it's really hard because nobody's really going to understand it. And that was something that I learned when I did my trial is nobody understands it until you have it. It was like, I think, I think that's one of my most favorite memories in my entire life is being able to sit. So my very last trip to Indiana, um, there were four of us in this trial at the time and we all had a dinner and we were able to talk about life experience and what we feel like every day. And it was really cool to be like, oh my goodness you get that too? Like, I feel that. I understand that. And I think that was something that was really hard for me growing up is not having that direct person to have that understanding. 
I mean, you know, my family was like, oh yeah, we, we see where you're coming from. We get it. I'm sorry. You're feeling that way. This is what we can do. And it was like, no, that that's not what you can do. And so I think that was the hard part for me with like the rarity of the disorder is just not having, you know, anybody else there to talk to. So I think a big thing for me would have been to find that outlet and uh, find a way to connect easier for, for us so that I wouldn't feel, I didn't feel so alone. Um, and, you know, allowing yourself to expand your education and expand your knowledge on these things, like read about it, watch videos about it, watch, you know, obviously now like watch TikToks. There are people all over TikTok who have this stuff and have these conditions and are spreading their awareness to be like, Hey, like talk to me, look me in the eye. I'm a real person. Just because my skin sheds doesn't mean you're gonna, you know, melt or turn into some frog or whatever, you know, like you're gonna be okay. And I'm going to be fine too. Let's just talk and let's be real people. And, you know, allowing people to ask those questions in a kind matter being like, you know, I'm curious about this. Would you be willing to share? Not the, <laughs> how'd you get so sunburned and all that stuff. Cause that's still just, <laughs> um, and I mean, as parents, it's always for teaching children. I think that a lot of times people shun their kids. Like you see somebody in a, in a wheelchair, you see somebody with a disability and kids stare because everybody's curious, but in the world, oh my gosh, don't look, don't look, don't look. But for me, in my kid, I'm like, yeah, that person is, was born with a different brain or that person has to use that wheelchair for their legs. Uh, if you want to ask a question, just go ask them because that gives them that dignity and respect that I wanted and that they need to. I think it's, so cool what social media has done in allowing us to connect better with people with shared experiences, which is why I think it's so important to do what you're doing, which is like sharing your stories and like being willing to like help educate people. I think it's so important. So thank you so much for doing that and for being so open with people because it really, it really does help. Like I'm sure it helps you with your own personal healing, but it's helping others too. So. Absolutely. You know, it does. It helps me a lot to be like, okay, what can I do next time if that situation arises? Because no matter what, nothing prepares you for the com the comments. Like you can think it's ready and ready to somebody out, but you're not. Um, it still happens me off guard when people ask me questions. And but I would rather them do that than talk and whisper and I would rather them to be like, hey, like, what is going on? Like, can you tell me what's going, like, why your skin is like this? In a very, like, kind matter. I had somebody come to my house a couple weeks ago with a friend. And they're like, why do your legs look like that? And I was like, I'm in my house. Are you kidding? Are <laughs> you kidding me right now? <laughs> like, find a better way to be like, hey, I know. <laughs> and, you know, I think like just phrasing it's really important like I I noticed this and I'm just really curious not you know not that direct wildness it's, maybe that's just me but um yeah I mean it does it really does help to share that and to you know I want to show others and other moms that it's okay to have your own issue and your own medical and take care of that 
because that was something that was kind of interesting for me. I was something I was afraid of too, was not being able to have enough time to take care of my skin while I had a baby and while I have a kid and um, learning how to be like, no, I'm going to take a shower for less for, you know, more than five minutes to take care of my body, to take care of me is really important. Cause you know, as I can definitely test to that, you know, I've thrown out a lot of, you know, my own personal care and personal stuff because, you know, appease my child. And so I'm going to be growing with that too. And I just want to, you know, share that with people like, yeah, you are, you can, especially with, you know, doing stuff. come on into my, my space where it's calm and you get to, if you feel like you look like crap, like you can feel that way, but know that you're walking out of here feeling way better because you deserve it. We all deserve to feel worthy. And I, I say the word worthy because, you know, I didn't feel like I was worthy of a lot of things as a kid and as a teenager and young adult. I wasn't worthy of friendships. People tossed me to the side a lot and wasn't worthy of love because, you know, trying to date in high school stuff. People knew me as the the cheerleader with the skin stuff. And that was, that was rough. So, you know, being able to feel worthy of those things and be like, nah, dude, you know what? Screw those boys in high school because they're not worth it. Those people aren't worth it anymore. I don't contact anybody who has been that way. And so, you know, it's just like trying to get out of that, that little mindset is really important be able to come on to you know do things like this and be like hey this is my deal this is what I got let's talk about it let's let's get it out in the open ask your questions and let's spread that you know awareness and that knowledge so that we aren't so timid in people who have differences or people who quote-unquote look different so we can all you know kind of be like okay that's cool good for you let me let me know where I can help you um and so I think that's like the biggest thing because, you know, I had access to medical care and lotions and stuff like that as a kid, you know, but the emotional and um, that support was definitely what I needed more than anything. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure to be able to talk about myself, honestly. So it's fun. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Y'all, wasn't that just incredible? Thank you for being here with me today. And if you loved this episode, please leave us a review and share and tag us on all your socials. We'll see you next time.